0: Welcome to the Horological Smorgasbord that is the Spending Time Channel. We don't know what's on today's show. It could be an interview with a brand, an in-depth review of a watch, the introduction of a new podcast in the Blog To Watch universe, or something entirely unexpected. But like the horological genius Forrest Gump said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So without further ado, let's open the lid on today's show. Enjoy! Well, we welcome to the show someone who you've heard from before and you always enjoy hearing from, so you can hear from him again because he's got another new watch coming and he's been keeping it secret from us, he's been teasing us in these past appearances, but it has finally arrived, the twelve. Mike France from Christopher Ward, how are you? I'm very well and thank you for that very kind introduction. You're more than welcome, (laughs) you can send the check in the post, you know the address. I do, I do. You've been working on this for a while, this has obviously been a long term project for the brand, sees the brand going a different direction
1: perhaps, is this a sign of the future? Oh I don't uh, it's an interesting an interesting um opening gambit there isn't it? I, mean, I don't know <laughs> um no I don't, I don't think so it's a, uh, hopefully it's a continuation of uh, of the direction we've been uh, on for a while and as you rightly say I mean the this has been in um probably been in process longer than most people realize because we first wanted to bring out a uh, uh an integrated bracelet watch uh, we first started talking about it in 2017 uh, but but couldn't find the right route in at the time, and so detoured to um, uh, the Sealander, which um, we launched eventually in um, 2020, I think. Uh, and it was around about 21 when um, you know we had this kind of eureka moment um, with with uh, with what ultimately became the 12, and it was indeed the um, the dodecagon bezel yes. design that um, sort of uh, led us to thinking we had something that. Um, you know, was worthy of this um, of this category of watch because, as you and uh, your listeners know only too well, you know there are a number of iconic uh, iconic watches um, in the history of uh, wristwatches and um, uh, the integrated bracelet watch. You know, Harold Hunter's, um, you know, Royal Oak, Nautilus, Ingenieur, all of these things um, from from the. The, the 70s, uh, as we also know, uh, initially sort of ignored and lambasted by uh, by the industry uh, and observers because who dares bring a a call a stainless uh, steel watch a, a luxury item? And surely it's a uh, it's a very utilitarian metal. And of course it changed uh, a lot of things. And um, some argue even to this day that it um, it was you know it helped save the uh, the mechanical watch industry to some extent. But uh, the Royal Oak and several of you know the Nautilus have become such Iconic watches that we wanted to be able to, and virtually everybody now, all of the major brands uh, have got their version of uh, of the integrated. We we wanted to find a route in that was meaningful that uh, meant we could do something slightly different in what we would like to think of as the the Christopher Ward way with our signature. And I think um, the guys have, you know, if I say so myself, have come up with something quite uh, quite exceptional that uh, not only offers our traditional you know, exceptional value, but continues the trend that we've been on for a number of years now of this exquisite finishing. You know, and your listeners know that, you know, the thing that separates people in the watch industry, the thing that, you know, when you have it in in hand on wrist, it's often the level of finishing that differentiates one watch from another. And, you know, we are fortunate to continue to work with some of the finest sort of um, manufacturers in in the world, and um, you know the dodecagon bezel, which is you know the, the bezel is one of the key design codes, as we all know, of of an integrated watch, and the dodecagon bezel, which in our um, iteration of, of this iconic sort of genre has indeed got three separate finishes, you know, which is pretty unusual and the reason that um, we pushed very hard on this was to, it, it, it's a, it's a, an executional excellence that's required to get the transitions and so the what you get is this wonderful play of light, this wonderful but the execution of those transitions is so sharp you know it, it, it sets this uh sets this model apart and you know the other design code being one of the other design codes being the uh the the, the, the dial itself which again is deep stamp but also we may even call it the light catcher dial as you know we all right okay just because of the finishing of the stamping um has created this uh, in some of the colors um has particularly created a sort of a, a, a wonderful sort of a dancing of light effect which is uh i think very lovely, and then the third important design code, of course, um, is is the bracelet itself, and uh, yes, you know it's a um, unusual in that it's a, it's a, it's a, what we would call a, a a male integrated bracelet, whereas the you know the the first link is is directly associated from the the case itself, uh, and we went for single links so we could emphasize the polishing, the facet polishing. You know, with a butterfly clasp, Comfort is a beautifully comfortable watch in both iterations because we've got um, obviously the stainless steel version, but relatively unusually we're also um, simultaneously launching a titanium version, the Ti, the 12 Ti, which uh, is exquisitely finished as well. And One of the things we've become quite renowned for, I think, over the years is as you will know, um, polishing titanium. Lots of people just sandblast yeah. because it's it's a hard metal to polish. We have sort of with our manufacturing, you know, I hesitate to use the word mastered, but we we're very good at polishing titanium. And again, that's what we've done with this watch. So as well as that, it's a and the, the titanium is it's more sporty. Inevitably, it's lighter. It's got a um, for us a first use of the SW300 movement from Solita in chronometer form. Um, so, right. so it's a you know, uh, and because both watches are extremely slim, you know, the steel version is um, is nine point nine five mil uh, high, and the titanium is a a, a whole millimeter less at uh, eight point nine five, and as we all know a millimeters um, important in in watch height so uh, indeed you know we're very excited by these uh by these watches um uh, and i hope i haven't gone on too long
0: <laughs> not at all i can tell you're excited about it and rightly so but i do want to explore cause it's always fun to explore yeah. watch names so the 12 yes yes so i i want
1: to know how long the list was of options uh, well it was quite long we um it, it was an interesting watch to to name, and we wanted something um, very distinctive. You know, I mean, naming naming watches is always uh, both the greatest fun and the greatest difficulty. <laughs> Again, the dodecagon spoke to us. You know, so the twelve just sort of leapt off the page in in a sense, and and it's also got a kind of a secret society twist to it. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I was thinking <laughs> of there's some secret handshakes going on around here somewhere. You could it's it, it's one way to queue for a watch you can have one but Uh, you need to know the handshake exactly you two (laughs) trouser leg rolled up to the knee absolutely all of that all
1: of that going on i'm sure but uh, yeah i mean you two can become a disciple yes yes so yeah, so uh, it's a distinctive name, and it's uh, again people seem to like it. So and you know it 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 was great fun. Uh, we had a good uh, good debate about uh, about the name, but uh, it, the dodecagon won in the end, and um, yeah, just seemed uh, it just seemed right. So it's the twelve in stainless steel and the twelve ti in uh, in uh, in titanium. And like any
0: good uh, watch that's taking after the Royal Oak and those kind of design. Uh, Traits you have included some screws uh, very visibly, but you've put them on the back, yeah. I mean, we so I, I, I'm imagining another, <laughs> I'm imagining another room in the design studio that goes, Oh, yeah. should we put these in the front? No, no, because it'll really
1: look like that. No, Let's no, put them, no, we've got to
0: put them somewhere. Let's put them on the no, back. No,
1: no, we were never ever going to put them on yeah. the front, never ever going okay, to put good. them on the front. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I Monsieur Henta is uh a, such a fabled and important figure in the in watchmaking generally yeah. but particularly in this uh, this uh, neck of the woods in terms of design and actually mm. we wanted a we wanted a sort of a, a gentle nod to him um, and that's why uh, we we put the hexagonal uh, screws uh, both on the back plate uh, but also um people will notice on um uh, crown on the, yeah on the crown guards as well so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a we hope a more subtle nod than some do to <laughs> indeed <laughs> to, 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 to the great man himself yeah and i have
0: to say congratulations on solving the problem of having the screw heads lining up by not having screw heads <laughs> so uh, that that's I, I noticed that I thought that's quite a clever way around people going oh well you haven't lined them all up yeah, yeah. is to actually make them hexagonal so you can't tell yeah, exactly whether right. they're lined up or not exactly right yeah. so look, looks, looks great looks great uh, so this is going to be available the day that this audio drops and I believe you'll be in San Francisco at a certain watch meetup to which our our high hedion Ariel will be as well. Yes. So I'm expecting San Francisco to be a wash with the twelve watches.
1: We we, we are we are we are packing our bags with twelve. So they they will indeed yeah. be available A to C because uh, we'll be talking, obviously, about them uh, to uh, any of the visitors to uh, to that uh, competitor's show um, that, 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 that Ariel may or may not be uh, allowed, in, allowed <laughs> into. Uh, but um, I'd be delighted to see him there, actually. And um, A- 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 Ariel, uh, we showed this watch to Ariel some time ago. He's uh, very familiar with it. And um, so, yeah, people will be able to, uh, to see, talk about them and also purchase them. So if you're going to the... Uh, going to the if i dare say it the wind up event at the wind up watch fair wind up yeah. watch fair in san francisco starting i think the 28th and then um, we would love to uh, love to uh, show you uh show you around the 12s excellent
0: and i also note that the date
1: wheel is color
0: matched and the ones i've seen is that throughout the range we've had this conversation several times
1: before yeah, of course about color matching all color matched so um, Good stuff. Yeah, so uh, those uh, those little details we do listen occasionally, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is this now is the logo now officially and henceforth? The double,
1: the twin flags, yeah, the twin flags, yeah. I mean, the only, uh, yeah, absolutely. We, um, I mean, yeah. there may, there may be the odd occasion uh, where you know, but no, this is the, uh, this is the standard. Um, this is the way forward. Unless we, unless as with the Belcanto, we don't put one on. Yes, and the
0: Belcanto, just a to touch on the enormous success of that. Are you continuing to see that rearing through the marketplace? As, uh, yeah. you know, is demand still just as high? It's, it's and just as surprisingly high it, to yourself. It
1: it's, continues to be a phenomenon. and uh, the. You know, we are, um, maybe it, it's it's a subject of a whole different podcast, to be honest. Um, but, you know, we are uh, reinventing the way watches of this, of the Belcanto's sophistication are manufactured. So, you know, innovation in uh, in a number of different areas is uh, is where we're at with this, but it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And um, we're now working on, you know, the next phase of Belcanto and others. So it's uh, exciting times ahead, I think.
0: Have you seen because of the number that you've produced actual slight tweaks and changes in the Belcanto itself just as you've become more attuned to actually real mass production of this watch?
1: I mean, one or two minor tweaks here and there just to to improve. Um, what we're, we're working on now is the sort of, um, where do we go with the next generation? I'm talking twenty. 26 etc and um, you know there's some very exciting stuff in early development phases what, what, right. what the most one of the most interesting things i think about the bel is the entirely new population of of people uh now um interested in um in christopher ward watchers and certainly you know a lot of our other watches have have also the, the water level has risen as a result of the interest in the Belcanto. so it's a great it's a, it's had a really sort of dynamic effect on uh, on the brand um, in total so we're, for which we're very very grateful to, uh, to to people
0: excellent well congratulations on the 12 can we expect that just like all the other brands that started off doing this with steel sports watches that eventually you make a gold one
1: oh um and for us not just yet, or sapphire, uh, well, or two tones. I, I, I think <laughs> bronze. <laughs> I think what you can be absolutely certain of is that if it's anything like as successful as we hope it's going to be, yeah. um, you will see different sizes you'll see different complications um you'll see different colors etc and Great. who knows where it goes but um yeah we hope it's um it's going to be that big it's a it's as i say it's a brand new platform for us it's not just a not just a watch this is a new platform
0: well i look forward to the 12 bel canto sometime in 2025 well, there you go <laughs> yeah, excellent thank you mike for joining us all the best with your trip to san francisco and with the launch of the 12 thank you
1: so much cheers
2: Watchlist, the show where we can create as many lists as we like, in the confident knowledge that Ariel will never listen, because we all know how he hates lists. I'm Jack. And I'm Christine, and we felt that Ariel has left a gap in the market because
3: of his aversion to lists. And while we may not be able to tell you the ins and outs of a meal Meal rm 66 flying tourbillon, we certainly have opinions about it. So I don't... We don't like it. <laughs>
2: This week we're discussing our top five yellow watches. Each of us will bring three suggestions for the list, and at the end of the show, we'll pick the top five and ditch one. The one we ditch will go and join Ariel in a place where there are no lists. So, let's get started.
3: So I'm going to kick us off today with my first pitch for a yellow watch that I think should be on the list. I don't think it'll come as a surprise to you what I've gone for. It's the TAG Heuer Formula 1 quartz chronograph. I'm not yellow, surprised, obviously. <laughs> no. I felt like so I'm a I'm a big Formula 1 fan and I felt like if there's a watch for Formula 1, then it needs to be part of my life and yeah, it was literally laid out on a plate for me. It was yellow and it was Formula 1. It needed to to be part of my selection. So that was the original reason why I picked it. And then I went and tried it on.
2: Which is a good move. I'm really impressed by this. I have not
3: tried Thanks. on my watches. <laughs> well <laughs> this was an accidental try on. Very spur of the moment spontaneous move. Which I think I was actually just in shock the whole time as I was <laughs> trying it on. Partly I was actually I think I was embarrassed that I like had gone in so confidently I asked to try on a yellow watch with no intention to buy it, but like the guy didn't know it. But anyway. <laughs> That's a different story. So I tried it on and realized that actually I I think I quite liked this watch. So it's got a yellow dial and a yellow strap. It's a rubber strap, which I thought I would hate and I've actually ended up really enjoying. And a PVD black bezel, which actually
2: I think is possibly my
3: least favorite bit about the watch.
2: So I have the photograph of you wearing it. Which is just amazing. Well, firstly, you suit it, which I'm quite surprised about because you have quite small wrists. And it's not a smart yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. But you actually suit it. But I noticed that the numbers on the bezel look like, are they different colours? Because at some point they look like bronzy or is that just the light? I think it's just the light. Okay. But,
3: so if you take like all the individual parts of the watch. So I don't like the numbers around the <laughs> bezel. I don't like the bezel. I don't like the fact that one of the subdials is larger than the other. Yeah. I don't like the indices. I don't like the hands. And I really don't like the date window. Oh, because it's at number four? It's squint. Yeah. And it's at four. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay. Don't have it on. There's no need. Yeah. If you're walking around the paddock, you're going to know what day it is. You don't need to know the date. You just need to know if it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So I just think that they've chucked that on. They've probably made the watch and be like, oh, we need a date. Where yeah. does it go? Oh, just stick it After in that space. So actually... All the individual bits of the watch I'm realising I'm not a fan of. But altogether, I, I quite like it. And if someone... I would never buy it for myself. If someone gave me this, I would absolutely wear this. Yeah, you suit it. Thanks. Who would think I would choose a yellow watch? Well, indeed. It's
2: very sunshiny, though.
3: Like, it just... It feels happy. Yeah. And interestingly, so the tag Formula One chronograph also comes in red and green. But I... I don't really like the green, and I think the red is like too dark and very
2: Ferrari-esque. Yeah.
3: And I think the yellow is actually the best option for this. So out of the three, I would pick the yellow.
2: Oh, I think you suit it. And I actually quite like it as well. I'm surprised to see, but I do like it. Yeah. Good option. So a shocking experience for us both, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a random... I mean, let's reflect on this a little bit. Choosing yellow watches that we like is a little bit random, because it's not like we would go shopping for yellow watches. But it has been fun to look at what's available in the colour yellow. <laughs> yes. So actually, on that note, when
3: I went in to try my tag, the, the guy said to me, like, people don't just happen upon a yellow watch and decide that that's what they want. They're often looking for a yellow watch. Which I think is what we have done. Like, I would never have picked a yellow watch. I mean, I am just, like, against all colour. Funerals is where I feel most at home, to be (laughs) honest. But (laughs) in terms of colour, not in terms of event. (laughs) So, like, picking a colour for me is kind of rogue anyway. Especially yellow, because it's so bright and happy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is just more information than we planned.
3: (laughs) So... This is a huge departure for me, but actually I've ended up really enjoying it and would maybe consider a yellow watch in the future. If you had a drawer full. Yeah, uh-huh. it would not be my number one, but I would happily have it as part of a larger collection. So there you go. That's just like
2: kicking off with a, a growth moment for me. Well done, Christy. I'm very proud. Very Thank proud. You. So am I. Thanks. And, you know, let's just let Tag know in case they want to send you one. Yeah. Hi, Tag. Hi, Tag. Well, my first offering is a Breitling Endurance Pro Chronograph 44mm. It's £2,750 and it's described as a lightweight athlete's watch and sports chronograph.
3: I dig it. Do you like it? Well, yes and no. Okay. For just a normal watch, I wouldn't because it's it, it feels quite chunky. Okay. But then I thought that about my tag and I ended up actually really liking it. So maybe I can deal with more than I thought but this i like that it's not like screaming yellow in your face it's like oh yeah we have uh we have a yellow bracelet and just like a yellow rim and a yellow crown so you feel like it's not overly yellowed yeah it's like half and half yellow and black it's a bumblebee (laughs) it's a bumblebee
2: so i really like it the thing that i like about this strap so the the dial is quite intense in that there is a lot on it and you do have to kind of Look at it for a minute before you can actually work out what's going on because it just feels a bit busy. I like the Breitling logo on it because I prefer when they have the wings than the letter B. Same here. Yeah, I, I much prefer that. And a, a bit like your bezel for the tag, I could take or leave that part of it because it's you know it's a black bezel. The the font's okay for the markers on it. It's it's you know it's not bringing me a deep amount of joy. I really quite like <laughs> the rubber strap with the way that Brightling is written on it.
4: Mm.
3: Why are we liking rubber straps I all I don't a sudden? know. What's happened
2: to us? I, well, it's either growth or it's a problem. But I, I just really quite like it. I feel like this watch, again, I wouldn't buy it, but it feels like it's, you know, having a good time. I am slightly troubled that on the... So this is not on... One of the places I'm looking at it just now is actually not Breitling's own page, but it's describes as a men's watch. And this is a topic for a whole other show, and I don't want to go down the rabbit trail too much. But it slightly bothers me that it feels like I couldn't wear the 44mm because I'm not a man.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: you're maybe not a pro at endurance as a woman. Yes, it feels like, you know... The sports watch a woman's going to need to wear is going to have to be quite different, and that slightly bothers me. Mm. It's probably got diamonds on it, just in case you you drown as as you're diving.
3: Yeah, you need diamonds on it to alert. Yeah, to help to me where out. you are. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and no complications, because why would you need any complications? I would need underwater? any complications. I mean, I probably don't even understand the complications. So no, um, no. <laughs> Complications are too complicated. Not pointed at all. Not pointed at all. Moving swiftly on. There you go. (laughs) The Breitling Endurance Pro Chronograph 44mm. The lightweight athlete's watch and sports chronograph. I quite like it.
3: I'm glad. I think I maybe do too. That's a good suggestion. Thank you. For my second one, I'm quite excited to share this. And I am realising... I think I may be more of a geek than I once thought. (laughs) So my next watch is a Seiko 6139, which to those in the know is also known as the Pogue.
5: Why is it called the
3: Pogue? Let me tell you. Oh, sorry. I'm very, very excited about this. (laughs) (laughs) Great question, Jack. I'm so glad (laughs) you asked. So this watch is from the 1970s. It's got a red and blue bezel, but a yellow dial. However, I have actually seen it being described as tangerine yellow and tangerine is basically orange but I still think it counts as yellow
2: yes I would agree
3: so and I feel like it should be on the list because it's not just a yellow watch it's a yellow watch with a story tell me and I think that you'll actually like this Jack because you're quite into spacey things I am into the spacey things so this was the first ever automatic chronograph watch in
2: space yeah.
4: I thought that was so, a
2: whole Amiga situation. Wait a minute, the NASA Speedmasters were all manual-lined, you're meaning an automatic. Well!
3: Oh, you know more than I thought you would, well done.
2: <laughs> so, am I just I, setting up things for you here so that you can yeah, just smack them right. in the net. <laughs> so, a
3: guy called Colonel William Pogue was part of like the squad to go to the first US space station, uh-huh. and in like for that expedition all of the astronauts were to be given an Omega Speedmaster yeah that was like signed off by NASA but they weren't given that until like much closer to launch so during training and testing colonel Pogue went and got himself this Seiko 6139 specifically the one with the yellow dial ah. and so he had that all through testing and then basically fell in love with it and so when they actually went to space he took the Speedmaster, but he also smuggled on board the Seiko six one three nine, and so it That's... was the first automatic chronograph to go to space.
2: I am. This is a great story. Who I think it's brilliant. Would throw up
3: so much. Yeah. So it was, but because it's an automatic, there was a thing about like how is it actually going to work in space without gravity? But yeah. apparently, Pogue said the self-winding mechanism worked fine. So, just if you're if you're ever considering taking an automatic watch into space, it seems course, like you'll be all right. Is,
2: it, which is you know a, you know happening imminently in my life. Well, yeah, I thought that's why I wanted to
3: share the information with you because it felt useful. Yeah, ve- I just very I thought relevant. that that was a great story, fun. It's yellow. There you go. I
2: love that story, and I I just would not have known. Exactly. Which is the best part about it. And you're right, I am a bit geeky when it comes to space things. Well, now so, I think I am too. We've gone geeky together. Yeah. And it, it is an interesting, it's an interesting watch with an interesting story, and it also looks interesting, and it's a good one to bring to the collection for Yellow watches. Thank you. I just There's think nothing I'm not liking so good,
3: far. I'm glad. I mean, to me it doesn't look incredible. But it feels significant. Um, yes. And it was also Seiko's first automatic chronograph as well so they were crushing it really because they released it and then it went to space
2: so go then well my second offering is actually no longer made in that it was Released as a 30th anniversary special limited edition. Well, there was a series of watches released back in 2013, and it is the Casio G Shock GWFT1030E 9. There's a number for you. <laughs> oh my word! So there were, I, a blog to watch David has written a great article way back when. A blog to watch David. A blog to watch Are you going David. with his, un- his <laughs> sorry, well, uh, Instagram no. handle? <laughs> and you I, forgot the underscore. Sorry, a blog to watch underscore David. Thank Shout you. Shout out to David. The wonder that Hi, he is. David. I mean, he must have been 12 when he wrote this article, because it was, you know, 10 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, because he's only 22. Sure. <laughs> well, everything's relative. And... So they brought out a a number of watches, and he has written this article which features three of of the watches that came out at that time. A variety of of price points, so starting one of them is $140, and it goes the most expensive one, which I'm discussing, which is $1,700, considered to be very expensive for a G-Shock. But it's the thing that I have a soft spot about this watch. It's very, as you would imagine a G-Shock would look, it's very, very yellow. Almost everything is yellow. It has the little small face that has all the digital information on it. But it says Frogman on it, because this is part of the Frogman series. And I just have a a SEAL. Well, exactly. So you see, Christy and I are huge fans of SEAL team, the television show. And obviously, they're all in the Navy and they all call each other Frogman. So I just saw this. It's a frogman, you know. This is just your way of being part of Bravo Team. It's I am basically On Bravo team, because I like the Frogman G-Shock. I would not wear this watch. I wouldn't particularly thank you if you gave me it. It just looks like it's a quite rugged piece of kit that's going to do exactly what it says on the tin. I feel like it would be a reliable watch to wear.
3: It's obviously got- Surely- Go. Surely as a Navy SEAL, you don't want something bright. Well... Okay.
2: (laughs) I don't want to, you know, ruin your my thing. Well, yeah. probably they would have maybe a green one or a dark blue one or something. And and surely the I would have have thought that the screen lights up if they were underwater, that they can press a button and it will backlight so that yeah. it allows them to see what time I truthfully could not tell. Oh, no, there you go. Full auto backlight for quick display illumination. I was right. There we go. So, yeah, maybe you don't want it to be yellow. Maybe it's just for people like me who want to feel like they could be in the navy, even although they aren't. <laughs> yeah, I'm there for that. <laughs> Any minute now, me and Bravo Team. Just can't you tell? Yeah, you're being spun up. I'm I'm spinning up, spinning up. I'm gonna have to make sure. I've Is got it all spinning my out or spinning up? Spinning up, spinning up. And then we've got to get like all of our our acronyms correct. Make sure yeah. we've like learned all of those before we go. Because it would be really bad to get those wrong.
3: Yeah, like Lima Charlie
2: and... Yeah, I'm Lima Charlie. I mean, I can't think of any of them right now. (laughs) No,
3: I was really hoping that I would...
2: You would start me off remember.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So just to double check, you wouldn't choose that to wear. I'm not going to wear it. That's fine. I just, fine. I just like... wanted to know, really, not for the list, but for our own personal relationship. I just,
2: <laughs> if you changed that much that you were going to wear a G-Shock. Uh, yeah. I've decided that my brand of what, wa- the, the kind of watch I want is a specialist diver's watch. <laughs> can you just tell? It's for the amount of time I spend in the sea. Yeah. Loads. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I, I just,
3: I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay. <laughs> However, I have to say, I've just kind of judged you for that and you're going to seriously judge me for this next one because it goes against everything I
2: stand for. Oh my days, what's happening?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am picking...
3: I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, I want to change it last minute, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. I am picking a Constantine Shakin' Risman Minions watch. Minions and obviously Minions are yellow. Minions. Uh-huh, from Despicable Me and the Minions movie. Like, the things with, like, dungarees and eyes that are, like, yellow blobs that run
2: about. They're running around saying Kevin all the time. <laughs> Is it Kevin? Who, who's, and it? like, bubble and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Please do more impressions of minions. I just feel
4: like yeah, that's the future. I don't know
2: much, Oh my days. So this was actually reviewed by
3: Ariel? In Yeah. Uh-huh. And, actually... Little backstory, when I first started getting into watches, I had a lot of respect for Ariel. I mean, I still do, but at the time, it felt like Ariel was like, top level, anything he says goes. Yep. And then I saw him wearing a Constantine Shaken Joker watch, Mm -hmm. which is what this is based off. Yep. And I genuinely, like basically had a mini meltdown because i couldn't believe that someone i respected so much could walk around with a face on their wrist
2: (laughs) so this this is this is the the sort of beginning of how you were heartbroken by
3: ariel Uh uh-huh i didn't understand how like someone who i thought was like classy and had like and who like knew what made a good watch would pick that (laughs) that had eyes that Go around and, and make you look cross-eyed half the time. Yeah. So, But I have decided to go with this. You know what sold it for me? One, it's yellow, so it can be on the list. And also, you can get a
2: strap that's like a denim strap. And so it's like they're talking <laughs> it's so cute. But you see, I feel like I want to... There, there's two crowns on this. I'm not quite understanding that. It's because they're meant to be the ears. ears. So one of them is the actual crown, and
3: then the other is... This is quite cool that the tongue is a moon phase indicator. Oh, I know. And, and so that controls that. But the eyes aren't subdials of any sort. Uh, the eyes tell the time, so one is hours and one is minutes, and so they'll move around and so basically the thing is you've got a different expression all the time, which is how you end up cross-eyed at like quarter no quarter to 3, you'll be your goodness.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, there's another watch that goes in the category of We'd have to tell children how to tell the time at school differently. Like, there should be... But then I think, like, it's a minion. What child wouldn't want a minion on, on their wrist? Does it make noises, though? It feels like in order to be a minion watch, someone should be able to press a button and someone goes, Kevin. <laughs> or <laughs> <That still>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point of having a minion anything if it's not making noises? It just feels like... Yeah, it should
3: be like a Build-A-Bear situation where you've got, like, you just... Like, it has a button that says, like, push me, and then it makes noises. Uh-huh.
2: I mean, I'm- a- Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I mean,
3: that would be Bye-bye. That means it- goodbye. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Well. That's quite funny. So that was just kind of my, it was just a really random suggestion, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, why am I so drawn to Minion? Like, I just want a Minion in my life as a friend. Doesn't everybody. And this is really the only way that I can get one. As long as and it's I not the just, one. I can just,
2: like, look down- well, I was going to say, as long as it's not the one that likes trying to push you off things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they only fight with each other. Or if you're, like, an evil person, and I wouldn't be evil. So they would look at I would be you. their friend. I would be their crew. Oh. And instead of going to steal the moon, we're going to steal the moon <gasps> So
2: good. Don't tell anyone.
3: Thanks. Like Yeah, it. David, you're going on about the films you want to be part of. I'm making my own despicable me. <laughs> With just, like, a bunch of the Constantine Shaken minion watches as my minions. You'd have to
2: have a lot of wrists. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a fun watch for sure. I am being very serious again, and I'm once again going diving. Oh. And Why? I don't know. Do you, you don't even swim that much. I don't swim that much anymore, mostly because I feel like it's a pain in the neck having to wash your hair all the time. Mm. Yeah, I can't swim, so. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation. So I am bringing to the party a Doxa Sub 200 Seagraph Diving Star watch. I keep getting adverts for this. Is that because I've been looking at it online?
3: Yeah, possibly. Or it's also that I've been looking at yellow watches. But I I keep seeing this, and every single time I see it, I kind of, like, scroll past, then like, scroll back up and have another
2: look at it. So, I feel a little bit... What's the word I'm looking for here? I didn't used to like Docs as a brand. Yeah. Just because... Well, again, what does this say about you and I? I found them a bit too bright and cheery. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just felt like it was always colourful, and I I wanted something that didn't look like I was trying to be a clown. And so... Yes, thank you for, like, explaining how I feel. <laughs> so that was, it was also, I think, because if you're wearing colourful watches, drawing attention to yourself in a different kind of way. And I definitely was not here for that. However, on this little journey into Yellow Watchland, which probably has taken me on the most curious journey of any thus far, I have realised that I really quite like this particular Doxa. This does not mean that I'm suddenly in love with all of them. I oh, most Doxa certainly... really had their hopes up there. Well, I mean, I don't think they're concerned about my opinion at this point, but I just feel like it's quite a nice watch to look at. I quite like the bezel. I really quite like the, obviously it has yellow dial. You can have a stainless steel bracelet, but I would be, for this offering, suggesting it with the rubber strap, which would also be yellow. And it just makes it quite happy, which I really quite like. I also didn't understand, and again, forgive me everyone who knows all these things already, but Doxa, it's called the Diving Star, but that's the reference to its color. So in Doxa watches, all the different colors actually have a name. So for example, if the dial color was black, it would be the Shark Hunter. The Sea Rambler. Well, exactly. The Sea Rambler is silver. The Caribbean is a mid tone blue. Diving Star is yellow aquamarine is turquoise and their signature colour is apparently orange which is called professional. So I just found like that there was a whole layer of personality and history with the watch that I hadn't understood. I did read more about it. There isn't time to go into all of it at this point. But it is actually the the history of Doxa is actually quite interesting. And and actually suddenly I have more compassion for them than I previously did. They have another watch which is possibly... Is it the sub three hundred, which is very um flat, like the, the the bezel has like this additional bit behind it. Yeah, so the sub three hundred T, I don't know if you can quickly look at that, but it's it kind of goes there's the bezel and then beyond that there's a this additional part of it, which I don't think can be described actually as the bezel, but to me it looks like a flatfish that the bezel on the dial has been dropped on oh, top wow. of. Do you yeah. see what I mean? I can't help Yet. but look at it and think that it isn't like a flat. It's like it's melted. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of that. No, I, I much prefer the other one. So, yes, the sub 200 graph. I have to say the one that, that, there is a 42 mil, which I think is newer for the C graph, but there is also a 44 mil, which was the previous, I think it was possibly the previous iteration, and I really quite like it. So there you go. Sucked into the i that. So That's great. Quite a lot of fun watches, but we need to ditch one. Yeah, I I am,
3: as much as I love them, I am leaning towards my Constantine Shaken. Just because I, like I'm, it's kind of a love-hate situation here. And really it's only yellow because it's a minion, it's not actually yellow. yellow.
2: Okay. Well, I think that would be a good way to come to a swift conclusion about what we were ditching. And the advantage so, is, we're seeing that all the watches that, don't make the list. Go to join Ariel. And you've already said that he oh, actually... Oh, Ariel loves this. So he'll
3: be happy. It can stay a listless watch. So we can say bye-bye to the...
2: <laughs> bye-bye? Bye-bye? <laughs> bye-bye? Bye-bye? <laughs> we can say bye-bye
3: to yeah the Constantine Shaken Minion Watch. Yeah.
2: Well, there you go. Adios. So now cool. we just need to order them one to five. I think yes. that's going to be tricky. Well... I actually think that I know what number one is, and I think it's number one for a very good reason. It's the only watch that any of us have actually tried on. Oh yeah, I'm here for that. So that's a good reason to make it number one. You've tried it on. You've actually looked at it in the flesh. It's a very yellow watch. Very yellow. It's a tag, and it's Formula One. It's a win-win. Great. I think I think the next
3: one should be your Breitling Endurance. Yeah. Is that your Frogman one? No,
2: Frogman is my. What's G-shock. your Frogman? My oh seal no, team I don't like the G-Shock. So we can make that number five then. So there you go. G-Shock's instantly number five. Because I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you like it? Yeah, but that's okay. We're a team. Breitling in at number two. Yeah, because I love a
3: brightling and I think it's, it's good. And it's basically cool. like a tag in a different font. Yeah, and the, the, the strap and more
2: expensive. is cool. It's very, very cool. So between three and four, we've got the Doxa and we've also got the Seiko. Now you see the Seiko's got a space history with it.
3: Yeah, it is quite cool. But then I think that with your with your Doxa one, I think like we would wear that. It's true. And I'm not sure I would wear the Pogue.
2: Okay. Yeah. So Doxa before Pogue. Yeah. Great list. So to recap, in fifth place we have the offensive to Christie <laughs> Casio G Shock GWFT one zero three zero E nine.
3: Which for the record I can't believe beat a minion. <laughs> Sorry, minions,
2: but Ariel's happy, so it's okay.
3: At number four, we have the Seiko 6139, or the Pogue, as it's now known. Just because a great, great history with it.
2: Great history, and also a great name. Being able to call it the Pogue, I love that. Yeah, it just kind of feels like you're
3: you're in something, you know? I, I wear
2: the Pogue. In third place, Doxa, with their wonderful diving watch, the Sub-200 Seagraph, in diving star yellow. Mm,
3: fancy. And second place, the Breitling Endurance Pro Chronograph, because it's quite cool.
2: <laughs> and it is quite cool. But coming first, and for very good reason, this week. I think this is maybe the most, you know, deserving of first place watches. Well, actually, now I think about it. Anyway, carry on. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> the Tag Heuer Formula One Quartz Watch, forty-three what, what? mil C A Z one zero one. ai mean, I feel like we should do the whole codes all the time, but really, yeah. Let's move on. Because it's the watch that Christy wore and it looked cool.
3: It does look cool. And it's Formula One. How can you say no to Formula One? Always. I mean, never. (laughs) (laughs) So So, that is our top five watches that are yellow. That's our top five. What am I saying? That's our list. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up.
2: Oh, please, editor, keep it in. (laughs) (laughs) Those are our
3: top five yellow watches. And you can join us next time when we are going to compile a list of our top five watches we love, but would never wear, like your Casio.
2: Like my Casio. But honestly, I don't actually even, like, how do you search for that? It's not like there's a search category screen. <laughs> You're looking for yellow watches, you can type in yellow watches, but it's not like you can type in watches I like, but don't want to wear.
3: I have a few ideas. I've come across some watches in my time that I know I would never, although to be honest, I said that about my yellow watch and now I maybe would wear a yellow watch. Well that's Maybe next thing. time will be a lot of internal growth as well for us. I wonder. Join us on this <laughs> emotional journey
2: in ten episodes' time, where basically we love every watch that ever existed because we've <laughs> Please, discovered no. the stories of all of them and the people that made them. And suddenly, the watches are like people and they have personalities. And so, therefore, we're very it's endgame for me
3: as soon as I decide I I like the Joker watch.
4: Oh,
2: that yeah. is when I've lost it, and I need to stop. Actually, if you like the I Love You watch, ever i'm sending you to therapy oh yeah we're done (laughs) and on that note goodbye everyone goodbye
3: well
0: we welcome to the show a chap that i've been very keen to speak to and he's had quite the fortnight since he broke cover uh, with his watch design and that is simon brett from his own brand simon how are you
5: very good. Very good.
0: Thank you. You're looking very happy and smiley. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming that's on the one hand because you're very happy that your watch that has just been released has already sold out, but you're also, that smile is one of nerves because you now have to make these beautiful watches that you've told the world that you're going to sell to them. So talk to me about how you're feeling after the, the last few days.
5: This is something just very strange for me because, for sure, it's the first time for me uh, to launch, <laughs> to launch something uh, under under my own uh, name. So um, it's a lot of work and uh, to just to achieve this watch and to to be able to to share with beautiful picture to to be yeah able to to explain the story behind it and. Um, yeah, trying to to do something beautiful for the social media, uh, and after that to see that people uh, are very happy with the with the watch. Uh, they really enjoy the the story behind it, and um, yeah, today I can say it's uh, <laughs> it's very nice to have this uh, yeah this feeling because people really like it, and we received after the the launch. Um, on Instagram, uh, we, we received uh, so many email just to have ask if the watch is uh, available and um, and to 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 be able to order order watch. So we received close to uh, 600 uh, email uh, of order. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> This is something a bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, this the most um, difficult things is to to reply kindly to to those incredible people, trust them, who love the the project we well, well, we are doing, uh, and try to to be kind with those people. I explain them that uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work for for me, <laughs> and we are a small team, and uh, we have to care about uh, the production of the watch, and for sure be. Care, kind and care about those who, who trust me so um, we will have to yeah take a lot of time to reply to those pe- people and take time to to assemble the pieces uh, already sell so <laughs> it will be a big big challenge for me for the the, the, yes. the next few few days week months yeah.
0: so i i believe you've committed you'll correct me if i'm wrong to produce maybe 12 of these new watches a year yeah so if all 600 became orders then basically this is what you're doing for the rest of your life maybe so <laughs> so congratulations on yeah. the one hand with raising that much interest and commiserations that you can't just magic into the air, all of these watches that everybody wants. Now, people will have to go to the website SimonBret2Ts.com and you can have a look at the images that are there. The watch looks spectacular and is probably beyond really describing in an audio format. So, what I'd like to touch on, Simon, just briefly is actually your background and how you got here and what I'm particularly interested in with this watch launch is how open you've been about who you've been cooperating with, about the actual production. You've not been kind of hiding going, Oh here's this here's this watch and you know, I make it all type thing. I'm imagining that some of your background in the watch industry has influenced the level of cooperation you feel it's possible for to you have for you to have. So explain to us how you got into watchmaking.
5: I am co- French. I come from the middle of France, and I study mechanics. I was supposed to 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 work for the um, the company of uh, t- tires, um, Michelin, in France, and uh, it was just uh, before the crisis uh, and. Uh, there is so many bad things will happen and I decide to to say okay I won't work uh, for this company, but I, I will follow my dream <laughs> who is uh, about watchmaking and and leave my my friends, my family to study watchmaking in, uh, in Switzerland. So I moved to Switzerland and I study mechanics in um, engineer school in Lulocch uh, so I do my studies there and uh, after being gra- graduate uh, I start working for Jean-François Mojon uh, with who have chronode his company he developed movement for brand uh, for people who want to, to make their own brand so it was just amazing to, to work with uh, Jean-François because he is one of the most incredible uh, engineers uh, so I learned a lot uh, with him He's um, very, very kind guy. And it was just amazing to work uh, with him to learn about um, designing movement. So I stay, I stay with him five years and a half. Uh, and um, uh-huh. after that, uh, I moved for uh, MCT, Manufacture Contemporaine du Temps. Um, yeah. It was with uh, Denis Giguet uh, and he asked me for a challenge. Uh, to challenge myself uh, and he, <laughs> he explained me, we, we want to, to make a, a watch for the 10th anniversary of the brand and you you will have to find a concept uh, and to develop this watch in very fast. Uh, and um, I just come with a new concept to in indicate the, the hour with the digital display all in all mechanics uh, and to develop uh, this watch in less than 8 months so it was just <laughs> very <laughs> difficult to, to 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 realize but it it was just very good for me to to be challenged and to to make something from the concept to the real piece so it was just amazing and i learned a lot and uh we just um, the challenge were big but it comes to one hand and, and it. It became su- successful uh, for me because uh, we realized this uh, this watching very very fast, uh, very quickly. After that, the brand disappeared. So mm-hmm. I I understand that we I will have to find a, a new job. I um, just meet um, MBNF and they they offer me a, a post as a engineer, the same thing. So I I work with them during three years and a half. And um, I learned uh, how to design a case because at the beginning I was only engineer and I uh, only developed movement. And uh, I learned with Serge Krikneuf, who is uh, a yeah, very, very brilliant engineer too. And, and he teach me a lot of things about the case, case making. And um, I learned a lot with MBNF. I moved to, to work for my own watch brand, uh, not only a watch brand for the beginning, but uh, at the beginning, I expect to, to work for other company to develop watches. At the beginning, I, I was thinking that I will go back in France, but this is not what happened. So <laughs> I started working for the big company or small independent. So I developed a movement and case for those companies. Uh, mm-hmm. I start working for my own in April 2021. So I start right. just developing some, some stuff for the brand. And in June 2021, um, my daughter was born. So I stopped working uh, during two, two uh-huh. months. I explained that to my customers. Uh-huh. And, uh, I stay uh, at home. <laughs> just to 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 take yeah. care of my my small family so i just yeah. learned that um, uh, with young <laughs> with a <the> small baby <laughs> yeah she eats and sleep a lot i was uh-huh. a bit lucky but i have a lot of time uh-huh. for for me and um, right. yeah it was a very special moment for me because uh, became dad is a uh, very great feeling so i have a lot of time and i was okay what will i do during those two months with those time and and to enjoy this moment and to keep this uh that uh, in my yeah in my head so i start working on on watch and i didn't expect that i will develop it for myself at the beginning i was okay i will do something the only thing that i <laughs> i know yeah that i have the knowledge is making movement and and when you work for Independent watch brand, you are always challenged by the, by the time doing stuff very quickly. So when you stop working, you cannot really stop <laughs> because uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I start working on, on this watch at the beginning. I was okay. What will, what will I can do? Uh, I was okay. I will doing the, the, I will develop the watch that I would love to wear a very small watch, very wearable, a chronometer because it's a very simple watch. So it makes sense for me to start by a very small watch because I didn't have enough, a lot of time to develop something very complicated. So I just start by this movement and it was just something a bit, yeah, a bit different that I always do for the brand. I start working on the design before working on the technical things, you know, so it was a bit different uh, approach. So I just draw some sketch. And I was, okay, I will do this. And after that, I find a way to to for, for the technical things. So yeah, I start working on this movement, uh, without compromise, really want to, to have the most insane finishing, the most insane and difficult, component to achieve. And so, I um, at the end, I maybe the, the, the second month I finished the, the movement, the design. And I was okay. What will I can do with that watch? And I have some friends because I have uh, Instagram, and I have some guys <laughs> I meet. Those um, one of those crazy uh, collectors who have a lot of independent watch uh, maker. We we talked a lot about watchmaking, uh, about the the passion that I have. I just shared the the picture of the of my watch to to some of those guys. Some of them explain me, okay, you will have to make your own watch because this is just amazing. And and if you need some support, we are here to help you. So at the beginning, I I have maybe five uh, five guys and, and they share with their friends and they come back to me and say, okay, uh, we have this group of people so if you want if you need help we are here and this is the um, the thing that i choose okay i will make my own watch brand and i will do a subscription so um, uh, i find those 12 people this is the reason why I don't yeah. this. <laughs> so i find those incredible uh, guy and uh, it was very interesting for me because um, those 12 guys we talked a lot about the, the the design for the for the dial, uh, the dial side. We share a lot of things, and they give me a lot of help about how to 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 make this and um, this dial and stuff like that. So it was just very very nice uh, to to share with the those customers and to be helped by them. And that's it. So they yeah and that's it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's it that's how so, i became so, so the, I have to... the most popular watch <laughs> on the internet in the last 14 days that's it no problem <laughs> and tomorrow my next trip will be <laughs> i have the okay
5: the the the, the, the drawing of this watch And I was okay. What? Who will achieve those components? And and at the beginning, this idea was to to make the watch I would love to wear. The only thing that I care about uh, in watchmaking is about the people who achieve the um, the components because they have the knowledge, they develop the 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 incredible skills. There, yeah, there are so many guys who nobody knows, and I. I was okay. I will choose those incredible craftsmen to work with. And, and something just happened to me when I was working for MBNF. I uh, just meet Anton Peterson, uh, who is a craftsman. He, he worked for the Global Force and Made. Uh, he's one of the most incredible craftsmen we have, we are here, we have here in Switzerland. And I uh, just met him and he was. He was in a bad situation because after the COVID, he do not have work, so it was in very bad situation. Yeah, so my dad is a craftsman. Uh, he, 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 he don't work in watchmaking. He works. Uh, is a carpenter. And I have this same situation with him when I was young. When your dad have some problem with his job, uh, you know the family is always affected. So you can see the difficulty from your parents and you understand. Yeah. So this is it was the bad feelings that I met during when I was young. And and I was okay, this guy has some problem and how can I help him? So I just explain him. I will do my best to to give you work with MBNF. But in a few months I will move, make my own watch, may not really my own watch, but I will yeah, try to to find something to help you in your business so it came by at the end i was okay i have my watch the design the drawing so i will work with those incredible craftsmen and nobody knows them and this is not something good so i will do my watch but i will work with this team of craftsmen that i meet during my small career and i will let them achieve the components and I will show to, to to the people who care about watchmaking who they are and how incredible they are. So the idea was not only to say, okay, we'll do this crew and we, I will communicate about you. I will just, I was just, okay, I will challenge you. Uh, you will make something just incredible and because I really want to show to people how crazy you are and... and incredible you are. And let's do let's go like that. And, and this is the, the, the most incredible, incredible things that I achieved today. And what why I'm so proud about is uh, because just those guys achieve the those incredible things, and people are, can enjoy it on this watch and they are able to say i did it so when you, they work for the brand and nobody communicates about who they are so yeah so today i'm very happy because i can help them with this watch because the people who order this watch uh will help those guys so this is something very fair and this is something that i really like uh with this watch is everybody know who is behind this watch and can see how incredible they are. This is enough for
0: me. (laughs) The watch is incredible. It displays the talents absolutely superbly of all of those that are involved in it. If you want to see the list of all of those that are involved in it, then do visit the website. I am particularly interested in the idea that you took two months off to look after your daughter and ended up designing a watch. What happens when you go on holiday? Do you, you know, do, 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 what, what, where, and what did your partner think? I assume you weren't solely responsible for the child care that you're sitting there designing a watch yeah. when you promised you would be at home for two months looking after the child. Yeah, so, yeah, so, <laughs>
5: yeah exactly. This is something a bit crazy about. Uh, yeah, about uh, who I am is uh, uh-huh. I have... Not a lot of patience, but the most uh, the the one who take the most of my time is watchmaking, and, and for sure, I always think about watch. And and every time we go in holidays, um, my <laughs> my my wife <laughs> explain me, oh, you are not here, <laughs> what are you <laughs> thinking about? And uh, yeah, so so I'm like that. Um, I cannot think uh, about something else than watchmaking so this is something a bit crazy but it's like that and and i really enjoy and today it makes so sense for me uh, to make this watch because okay it's beautiful watch but the story behind it is more beautiful than this object so yeah i'm very happy to because the watch is is beautiful, people like it, but yeah, the story behind it to support those incredible craftsmen is more important than, than the the watch. And this is something who I'm very happy with. Is yeah, there is big sense behind this watch. And, and yeah, very happy for, for that brilliant brilliant no i'm glad that
0: the rest of the world gets to enjoy your craziness that you've produced and i think probably the biggest thanks should probably go to your wife <laughs> for enabling this to happen i suspect <laughs> so simon thank you very much for joining us all the best we will be sure to check in with you i'd love to speak to you some more just as to how the production is going very well done congratulations on this piece it is absolutely remarkable thank you. I so really love it and so pleased that it really is showcasing very publicly so many other artisans talents I think it's a real success from that point of view thank you yeah, very I'm much for joining there. us well, I do hope you enjoyed our box of delights this week if you would like to contribute anything to the spending time channel if you think you've got an idea or you think you've got someone you would like to interview or you think we should be interviewing you then get in touch, podcasts at ablogtowatch.com. Keep an eye out for all the audio visual treats that A Blog To Watch have to offer from everything on the website at ablogtowatch.com to the various podcasts we have. We have the Superlative Podcast with Ariel that normally runs on a Monday. And on a Thursday, you have A Blog To Watch Weekly with myself, David, and Ariel. And keep an eye out on the Spending Time channel for anything that just happens to drop that might be of interest to you. Have a great rest of week. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye.